Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Tailgate. I am your host, Monty Gant. Here, as always, joined by my co-host, Brandon. What is your last name again? Hurley. Brandon Hurley. <laughs> I literally, I know so many Brandons, so I was, don't feel offended. It, it I know, happens like, all the too, time. It's fine. I know way too many Brandons, so uh, I'm, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon Hurley. Brandon, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Ready to talk some NIL deals and other things like that, and it's going to be a fun show. I'm really excited. And I'm also excited, too. You know why I'm excited? I'm excited because here in studio, once again, we are joined by, we've only had one co-host, but I'm calling him my favorite co I'm, I'm calling him my favorite guest host. I'm calling him my favorite guest already. We are joined by the man, no myth, but all legend. <laughs> we are joined by Will the Thrill himself, one of the voices of NAU women's soccer. You get featured on NAU Barstool once and you become a... <laughs> Become a campus legend. That's how it works. <laughs> we are joined by Will Hopkins. Will, welcome to the tailgate once again. How you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm just uh, enjoying this last couple of hours of midterms and the fact that I have a paper. I'm get, I'm enjoying the fact that I get a break here and then I get to go home and write and finish my paper on Greek mythology. You know, it's the great thing about about college. Life literally never stops for you. You're literally always doing something at any second of the day. You're literally doing something every second of the day. We got a great show for you all today. We are going to be discussing a plethora of topics within the world of college sports. And we're going to get it started off right. The only way we know how to get it started. We're going to talk about... NIL deals, but we're also but we're going to be talking about it in a little bit of a different way. See, last week me and Brandon ended the show by talking a little bit about what NIL deals were and how they are going to affect the world of college sports. But we're going to kick off the show today by doing something a little special. We're going to do something a little special. See, Brandon and Will, I understand that you two gathered a list of six NIL earners, mm -hmm. six college athletes. Who are amongst the top NIL earners and I want I want to stress to everybody I have not seen this list I don't know I don't know who are the six athletes on this list but I am confident that I am familiar enough with them to be able to give my opinion and analysis on whether or not I feel they deserve that money they gonna get the money anyway like I said we don't want to we don't want to take bread out of nobody's pockets but they're going to get the money anyway, so we can critique. <laughs> I, I don't mind pocket watching if they're going to be rich. Am I right, fellas? No, that, that's valid. I, we, I, I'd also like to add a point to this real quick, if I may. Um, these are all projected earnings. Okay. These are not – we have no way of knowing exactly what everything is. We have it, in, you know, like snooped through, and, you know, nobody has the ability to kind of go through all those contracts and look through them and know exactly – know if there's maybe a chicken shop that, you know, Bryce Young likes downtown that's paying him 80 grand to, you know, go there once a week for the whole college year. But, like, you know, that, that's something that I want to stress is these are all projected earnings. None of this is, you know, set in stone because there is very, very little information out there on all of this. So just for our listeners at home, you know, when you hear some of these numbers, some of them might be higher, some might be lower. Some might be, you know, significantly one way or the other. And in some cases... There might not be any money there at all. But Brandon and I will explain that before we get there. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm excited. Like I, like I said, I'm stressing everybody at home. 
I have not seen these six athletes that they have compiled. All I know is it's six athletes, but I have not been told who is on this list. I haven't been told the amount of projected earnings that they are going to receive. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. They're just going to read these uh, athletes off to me and their projected worth, and we're going to take it from there. So, Brandon, who's number one? Who Who's the first person that you guys, who's the first athlete y'all want to lob my way? Come on. Well, the first one, we might do, I don't know if we want to do a tandem, both of you, these. You, you, you take one of, so we're going to start with a pair of college quarterbacks. Okay. You take one of them. I will take whichever one you don't take. Okay. You take whichever one you pr- feel more comfortable with. Um, so I'm going to take Bryce Young then. Okay. Because Bryce Young, he's, they are projecting he is at around $1.8 million in NIL worth. I've seen a little bit more, though. They don't put the actual amount, though. Yeah. Because they will never announce the actual amount. Yeah, yeah. Again, we don't have any access to the contracts. Right. But this is a guy who is on the number one team in the country. He is won the Heisman last year. He's got a great reputation as being a good, hard worker. And he is the starting quarterback for Alabama. I mean, that's going to give you a lot of recognition right there and then. And... This is the guy who right now is the one of the highest and probably the highest earner in college football. Heisman winner as well, right, from yeah. last yes. year. Yeah. Won Heisman. the Heisman last which, year. And he's in the Heisman House commercials, which has got to be – that's got to be, like, yeah. <laughs> worth at least 100K. To you me, know? yeah. If you're worth – if you you won the Heisman – and he's and he's a good quarterback. This ain't like Tim Tebow. Yeah. I Listen, I love Tebow, but – Tebow's a good person, but this ain't like Tim Tebow. He's – an actual good quarterback he's gonna who go, won the Heisman. He's going to go number one and probably, you know, light up the NFL for a couple of years. Yeah, I think yeah. he's worth it. I think he's worth every penny. Yeah, that that feels uh, on the uh, that also feels on the lower end to me. Um, I'm going to let you guess at this one. I'm going to we're going to go an over under of one million. Do you think C.J. Stroud is worth over under one million? I, I think he's making over a million. You think? Do you think he's worth it though? Worth it. Mm. <sighs> I don't know, no, and not no, and it's only because I feel like the competition level ain't there. Yeah. The competition level hasn't gone, hasn't been there for Ohio State lately. So C.J. Stroud is worth, according to one one NIL, who did a projection of their top one hundred earners in college in potential earners, excuse me. C.J. Stroud is worth one point one million. Who? How much did you say Bryce Young was? One point eight. One point eight. So, man. Eh, seems 1.1 million doesn't seem super high to me. It just seems, it seems high. It seems high for, um, it seems high for CJ Stroud, but he, he is also the quarterback at Ohio State. Ohio State's got, Ohio State's got brand. Ohio State, the brand is going to get you worth, uh, it's going to get you millions of dollars. So, I can see why he's worth 1.1 million. Or projectedly, projected, yeah. he's worth the projected 1.1 million. But I wouldn't. I would say that's a little bit on the high end for me. All right. So you want to take this? Uh, this next one is uh, we're moving over to female nil evaluations. Mm. Um, sitting at number one, Brandon. Why don't you take this one? This is one of the highest earners in all of college sports. It is a gymnast. If you haven't heard of her, you definitely have not been on TikTok. It's a famous social media app. 
Her name is Livy Dunn. And I have seen some crazy numbers, and she actually reposted one of these. It says she's worth up to $2.3 million. No. From, that's just insane Do you to think me. her reposting it means that it, she's worth more or less? Like, do you think like it's her trying to be like, yeah, yeah, ha, ha, I'm worth less than, I'm worth 2.3 when it's, in reality? It's Because that's, <laughs> that's the number on the post she reposted. Do you think it's her kind of like playing, you know, Fool of it being like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worth like three million or anything. And then, or do you think it's her kind of trying to flex on everybody? I think it's more. I, I think it's definitely more. I, I think it's more, but even then, I think it's a little too low because I think she's worth every penny. And let, while we're here, while we're here, DJ, go ahead and hit that track while we're here. While we're here, Is, is, the tr is my track up, DJ? Is my track up? Rolling. It's rolling. Fine. My track is rolling? Okay. While we're here, I have something I need to get off my chest because a couple days ago, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all, a couple weeks ago, I wasn't aware of who Livy Dunn was, wasn't aware of who she was, but I was shown a picture of this young lady and my goodness, she is drop dead gorgeous. She is one of the most beautiful women in all college sports, as they say down south, by a country mile. So I want to take some time to speak directly to Olivia Dunn. Livy, as they affectionately call her on the streets. Miss Dunn. So glad we have cameras in here for you. <laughs> I don't have. This is a special moment, gentlemen. Miss Dunn, I, like a lot of college students from the ages of 18 to 22, am broke. I don't have a lot of money. Brandon, Will, I don't have a lot of money. I'm broke. But Miss Dunn, I tell you what, I can provide. I can provide goodness. I can provide a shoulder to cry on. I can provide a loud voice to support you while you are doing your thing on the gym mat I while I am broke I'll tell you what I do do I pay when 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 I go out I pay for dinners pay for movie tickets pay for popcorn and we all know how expensive movie snacks are I pay for that too I pay for that too I buy flowers Every woman in my life who I care about, I buy her flowers. I just bought my mama some flowers a couple weeks ago for her birthday. Shout out to my mama. But Miss Dunn, that is what I can provide to you. See, I'm not rich. You can provide the money. Let me provide the love. Let me. And all I'm asking for is just to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Will you follow me on Instagram? Monty Boy, M-O-N-T-Y. B-O-Y-15, no space, no underscores, because it's simple and straight to the point, just like how I'm trying to get to you. Follow me on Instagram. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for <laughs> nothing else, but just follow me on Instagram, Livy Dunn. Come on, Livy. Show him some love. Show the boy some love. Please. All right, but your reaction to that. 23 2.3 million dollars just like i said she's worth every penny you think she's, so she's worth every penny and right. to me if you ask me it's a little bit too low it's still it's still too low all right on to our next female earners and uh you know 
they might be listening. And so I'm just going to take this opportunity to go ahead. Oh, hit the, hit, the, hit the next song. The next oh, song. the next song. The next song. Oh, okay. Now I can. Brandon, is that planned, DJ? It is planned. All right. <laughs> I would like, I know one of these girls is in a committed relationship, and I ain't trying to mess that up. I will. So I'm going to reach out to the beautiful Miss Hannah Cavender. Who, as I say this, her net worth, according to that same Instagram post, is 790k. And Miss Cavender, I don't care too much about the money. I just want you to know that I think you are a beautiful soul who deserves to be nurtured. And I ain't like Monty where I buy all these flowers, but I will let you know that I will do whatever it takes to prove my love to you. And it's the same deal. All I need in return is an Instagram follow. <laughs> keep, no, keep the, keep the music playing. Keep the music playing because l- let me tell you something. Miss <laughs> Cavender, if you would like a man that does pay, if you would like a man who was raised on values and raised to be not just a good man, but a great man, Follow me on Instagram. You you already heard it before. M-O-N-T-Y-B-O-Y, the number 15. All you got to do is follow me on Instagram. Because Will said he don't pay for nothing. But I, I do. said I don't buy flowers. I said I'll pay. He don't he don't buy flowers? What kind of man don't buy flowers? Hey, I digress, though. Words of, infor- words of affirmation are personally my, uh, but my on a, language. But on a, on a serious note, though. Oh, on a serious note, on my a serious Instagram note. is D-A-N-I-L-L-Y. <laughs> no numbers in there. On a, on a serious note, though. It's a it's a K that's on the the Cavender that's mm-hmm. on Hannah that, Cavender's. So Hannah, according to this, which I don't understand this by the way, can we discuss? Hannah and Haley have two different evaluations here. Haley is worth seven hundred and ninety four K, and Hannah is worth seven hundred and ninety K. I don't understand that. Like they're they're twins playing for the same, you know, program. Pro- program. They share a they TikTok. Share account. a TikTok. They don't have like you know. It's not like one of them has more followers than the other or anything. I don't fully understand that. Maybe the Instagram numbers go into that, but at the same time, like, it feels like anytime I see Hannah doing something, I see Haley doing it and vice versa, where it's just like, you know, I think that them being worth different amounts, that don't add up to me. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, and I'll, I'll say this and then we'll move on to the next, the next athlete, but I don't, I don't get, uh, I don't get them only being worth six figures. I yeah. thought they'd be worth at least seven because, I mean, now granted, I did get a chance to glance over at uh, Livy Dunn's Instagram for research purposes, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for research purposes. But Livy Dunn does have more Instagram followers than mm-hmm. both Cavender twins. Mm-hmm. She has more or more TikTok followers than the Cavender twins. Sure, but we're not talking about the difference between those two. We're talking about the like. We're not but that, but that's yeah. that's but that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say though is I see more of. And that's because I maybe I'm not on TikTok as much as everybody else, but mm. I see more of the Cavenders content. Sure. I see more of the Cavenders content, and I would also like to add the Cavender twins are technically signed by the WWE, the number one professional wrestling company mm-hmm. in the world. So I I don't know how much their deals are worth, mm-hmm. but that that is that would be interesting to see because them only being worth up to 790 and 794k respectively. That's a little bit. It's odd to me if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who who's who's our next athlete? 
You want to take this one? Who's yeah. that exactly? Um, I will say. I feel like you should just present both these. Yeah. Let, let's just. Let's not give him a number. Let's just present these. <laughs> yes. Because these are these are, interesting. So this list, also has down potential, NIL winners and NIL big deals. Okay. And these next two are actually high school athletes. <clears throat> Whoa. Oh, I got a feeling who is one of those high school athletes, but I'll let you continue. The first, they are both basketball. Uh, and the first one I'm going to say is Bronny James Ooh. is projected to be the highest NIL earner once oh, he I makes was gonna, it. To I was saying we should let him. All right. But I can also do Mikey because Mikey is the next Mike, one. Mikey's Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams is the I, other yep, one. Just I like actually. Just like I he, he already spoiled which one is the higher, but how much more do you think Bronny is worth? Like, if you want me to put a number on it, I'd or how much? Let's do a percentage wise. Like, would you say would you say Mikey's worth like seventy five percent of Bronny, twenty five percent of Bronny, fifty percent, or like ten percent? What What do you think? I think Mikey Williams is worth fifty percent more than Bronny James. More, fifty percent more. Yes. So Mikey, or no? I, I excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like Bronny James is worth fifty percent more than Mikey Williams. All right, you got that. Pretty close. Ooh. Bronny is worth 5.1, and Mikey is worth 2.6. Million. Millions. Mm. Yeah. But in potential. Potential. Potential earnings. They can't, because they're still in high school. They, like, obviously haven't been signed to anything big. They can sign big things yeah. because of the the college rules do allow them to, as long as their state rules do, and both of them playing in the state of California. Mm-hmm. The state of California was one of the first high schools to, in the high school system, to adopt the NIL. So, Bronny and Mikey... Once they get to college, this is projecting that that's what they are worth. Let me ask you something. Are y'all shocked, though, at, at, no. at Bronny James potentially earning $5 million as a college kid if he chooses to go to college because th- there are alternate routes for him to take, and we're going to talk about that later in the yeah. show, but there's alternate routes for the both of those young men to take. But I want to I I take a moment real quick and salute Mikey Williams because Mikey Williams has been very vocal about if he goes to college – He's been very vocal about including HBCUs in his top mm-hmm. ten. I mean, yeah. there were in his top ten, there were five HBCUs, five yeah. Power Fives. So I want to give a quick shout out and salute to to Mikey Williams because that young man is doing all he can to put HBCUs back on the map. He's an HBCU product. Both of his parents went to Hampton University. So, but Bronny James earning five. Point one, you said five, or potentially five point one million. The valuation has that has C.J. Stroud. It's the same website that we got the C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young numbers from. Right, um, has him at five point one million. Are we shocked? Are we shocked that the no. son of the most well-known like, basketball player, possibly in the history of basketball, next to Michael Jordan, are we shocked that his son is going to be earning potentially that much money? Are we shocked? No. I'm shocked a little bit that Mikey is as close to Bronny. I am too. Well, because I pl- I actually got to see Mikey in person, mm-hmm. played in AAU tournament. My team actually got to play him, and he is a freak athlete. But I don't think he gets as much attention as he should because I actually think he is better than Bronny. But I mm-hmm. think just the fact that it's Bronny James, it's the mm-hmm. son of LeBron James, he's not going to get as much hype. But Mikey is still for him to do what he's done on social media and stuff and to get the valuation just of that is impressive to me. Well, Mikey Williams, too, is also 
he's also rubbing shoulders with the right people if you look at his Instagram. Mm-hmm. You look at his Instagram, you look at his follow list, you look at the people commenting on his posts, you look at some of his posts that he's tagged in and some of the people he's rubbing shoulders with. He's rubbing shoulders with rappers. He's rubbing shoulders with uh, other musical artists. He's rubbing shoulders with other NBA players, NBA legends, and with their children as well because he did he did play with Bronny James mm-hmm. for a year uh, on the AAU circuit and both of their freshman years. So it's kind of not shocking to me that uh mikey williams has used this uh this clout that he has and this clout that he's built up Mm -hmm. to to kind of wiggle his way into earning millions of dollars but this is beautiful this is this is beautiful to see that these kids potentially if they go to college they're going to be earning millions of dollars this this is beautiful and that was how many athletes is that so far how many that was all that was that was all six six. we're going to talk about that was all six wow um i for one it all in all in all seriousness i know we we joked with livy dunn and hannah cavender (laughs) earlier it is really nice to see that social media presence can also earn you a lot of money in college sports because I, social media is a big tool and there's a lot of eyes on social media and I like that these programs can now use a social media presence to kind of brag about or a, a, they can use an athlete's social media presence to kind of brag about the NILSU uh, stuff yes, yeah. to, that to, was really cool right yeah because I mean L- L- Livy Dunn Livy I like I told you guys a few weeks ago I had no idea who she was but after seeing her Instagram feed after seeing some of her TikTok videos, I get it because she's she's relatively young. She's 20. Mm-hmm. So she speaks she speaks everybody's language. So I can see why she's got a large social media following. Same thing with the Cavender twins. Yeah. I can see why they have a large social media following. Mm-hmm. And the, like I said, NIL deals, like I said last week when, before we closed out, I think NIL deals are one of the best things to happen to mm-hmm the world of college sports. In in the topic of who has been doing good things with NIL deals, I want to shout out the Illinois Fighting Illini because they straight up opened a NIL store where, like, you can go in and buy stuff that the athletes are like, you know, like, with the athlete's likeness. I think that's one of the hardest things to capitalize on, you know, because right. NIL, name, image, and likeness. I think name and image are pretty easy to capitalize on. You know, that's just your... Uh, that's just, not, you know, your name, obviously, and then getting some pictures taken with like an automobile dealership or something yeah. but the likeness is really difficult because no one's gonna make i'm not if i'm like kofi cockburn i'm not gonna make a i'm not gonna make my own jersey you know yeah. if i'm I, but allowing the fact that illinois will do that for me and like print up jerseys and kind of handle that and then just kind of put money in my pocket that's similar to how things go in the nba that's similar to how things go in the nfl that's professional sports and i think that's really cool you know, mm-hmm. so those schools that are kind of hopping on that bandwagon, I'd really encourage everybody to do that because I think it's really good for a recruiting and it's really good for the student athletes because they, even if you don't have the time, like, you know, if you if you don't have the social media presence that some of these other people do, you're good to go. Right. You know, Brandon, any any last thoughts you have on this list and any other thoughts about nil deals that you maybe didn't get off your chest last week that you wanted to sprout off quickly before we move on? I just feel bad for, like, some of the people who don't get any of these deals. Mm -hmm. Like, you got some guys, like, who got kicked out of college sports because of this. Like, Destroying. If you don't know who Destroying is, he has a YouTube channel. 
He's a former kicker for, I believe, the University of Miami. Central Florida. Central Florida. I knew. And he, and he got kicked out because he had a YouTube channel that was getting a lot of following. And they said you can't. You have to choose either a YouTube channel or kicking, doing kicking in college. And he chose to do his YouTube channel. And it's worked out very well for him. Mm-hmm. But it sucks because he could have he got essentially his dream of playing college football taken away from him. Well, and if you look at him, he could have kicked in the NFL. Oh yeah, if he like, he was a very good kicker. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just kind of sucks that and like some of these people that had these opportunities aren't able to capitalize on it, and it took them so long to actually fix and add NIL deals in college. It's like I said. Could you imagine if athletes like the Fab Five? Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, and Jawan Howard. Could you imagine if they got to make money off of their name, image, and likeness? It feels like this was just, like, and if I can dive a little deeper into this, I feel like we avoid a lot of college scandals. Right. If this is the reality. You know, I feel like for so long the NCAA, frankly, has been greedy. Mm -hmm. I'm against the NCAA in a lot of, in in this way. I love the NCAA. I think they do great things for the sport, but I, I really do think that they... The, that for a long time greed got to the top of that uh, of that ladder, and people were able to just kind of sit there and watch as you know these people as these uh, these fat cats you know made names off of Chris we- made money off of Chris Weber's name, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, I thank you for providing a list, and I thank you for introducing me. To Livy Dunn. And like I said, Livy, if you hear this, if this somehow gets to you in Baton Rouge, follow your boy on Instagram. <laughs> just, fo- just follow me on. I'm not I, on TikTok. Like I'd like that. it said that Monty's already getting some followers. I was holding his phone for a second and he got like three new follows. Actually, <laughs> was, one of them, was one of them Livy Dunn? But, no, no, no. None yet. of them had that blue check mark. Not yet. We're we going to be patient, though. We're going to be patient on it. But we're going to move things right along and we're going to talk. We're going to go from NIL deals to exclusively college football for a brief moment because I want to talk about the Big 12. The Big 12 has a presence, a presence in this most recent AP poll. How many teams they got in the top 25 AP poll, Brandon? I want to say six. I... You, it was six, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Was I it think six, it was six. Was it, was it six? six? Six teams. Six teams. But you know... Who the most you know who the most prominent team is? You know who's the most important team? You want me to let let let's Excuse go. Me. It was only four. 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 Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas, and Kansas State. Okay. Those were all that's Oh, because Oklahoma fell out. Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Texas fall are both out. out. Yeah. Oklahoma and Texas fall out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and this is gonna <laughs> and be the BYU's most there. Uh, you know, BYU 2025, Big 12 class. They don't count. Actually, you know what? Man. Because uh, we didn't talk about this, but can I can I hijack this for a second? No, go ahead. This is really bad for the SEC. This like the way Oklahoma and Texas look this year, because yeah. that, everyone's been right. sitting here like the Big Twelve is adding four teams. Let's go. Let's just go through them. Two of them are ranked right now. Cincinnati's joining the Big Twelve. BYU's joining the Big Twelve. Those two are currently ranked twenty fourth and sixteenth respectively. Houston, who, I mean looks good like they, they've had a pretty and then UCF who I, I haven't heard much about since Scott Frost left but like outside of currently Oklahoma and Texas both outside of the top 25 and the Big 12 is picking up two 
top 25 teams. And with the way Oklahoma is heading, like this kind of feels like a down. It feels like Oklahoma's on a downturn mm-hmm. that's not going to be easy. To, it's a nosedive that's not easy to fix. Texas, I think, is, in a, is going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how long it's going to take them. Yep. And I'm not going to try to take away from what the Longhorns are doing. But so far, I'd say the Big 12 is winning this divorce. They, they so are. <laughs> they so are. Brandon, I want to get your thoughts on it before I bring up the Big 12 team that actually matters. And their name <laughs> rhymes with cakewalk. But... Um, <laughs> How I'm curious to get your thoughts, Brandon, on, like Will said, the SEC does look bad. Now, granted, there are also some outside forces that they couldn't control. Mm-hmm. The SEC didn't see Lincoln Riley leaving sure. and Caleb yeah. Williams following him well, and, and Spencer Rattler. I don't want to use, don't want to say that word, at, but Spencer Rattler yeah. kind of wetting the bed the way he has during his tenure at Oklahoma. Slytherin right on out. Yeah. yeah. So I see what you did there. <laughs> there and I. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we go to break. But that was that was an awesome dad joke. But with with the way that Texas and Oklahoma have been looking, is I, I want to take Will's question or Will's statement at the end, Brandon. Do you think that the Big Twelve is winning this split between uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and the conference? Yeah, because I definitely think so. Because the SEC, I'm a big fan of the SEC. I think they produce a lot of good talent out there in all sports. And the fact is that you have the SEC, you have Alabama who barely beat Texas. And they're not doing good this year. And now you have Oklahoma who, they lost everyone. Like, Oklahoma lost everyone. Like, And... (laughs) They're trying to rebuild, so it's going to take some time. In Texas, they got Arch Manning next year. We, we'll see if he still stays there. He probably will. But that's like a – Texas is closer than Oklahoma is, but it's going to take some time. But, yeah, the SEC, I'm a huge fan of it, but they're just not looking great right now. Can I say one more thing before Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's all I wanted. I just want to say one more thing. If we look at the way college football is kind of shaping up, Who's the conference who's, now that the Big Ten and the SEC are getting greedy and making these super conferences, who's the conference in the best position to grab schools from, like, Utah, like Oregon? Like, all the rumors that I'm hearing are those schools are moving to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 is in a very good spot right now. Like, we, we, obviously it was Oklahoma and Texas that started this, but I'd say the way the Big 12 has positioned themselves since those two schools have left is probably the best way they could have done it because they're going to pick up college football powerhouses like Oregon, regulars like Utah. They're going to have the opportunity to get those schools. And outside of USC and UCLA, you know, the Pac-12 is going to fall apart. And I I feel like the Pac-12 is going to fall apart. And the Big 12 is just kind of going to have their pick of the litter as to, you know, who we want to grab out of there. Right, right. No, I think you both made some excellent points. I think the Big 12... The Big 12 is sitting at the head of the table. Speaking of the Big 12, I want to talk about the most important team in the Big 12. DJ, go ahead and hit that track for me. Are we? we yep. We're in it. <laughs> I want to talk about. Are, are we? No. Are it's we, not coming through this time? We got, we, got, we, got, we got the music, DJ. We got it. Hang we on. got it. Try again. I'm playing it. Nope. We not here. There we go. We got it. Yep. I want to talk about the Kansas Jayhawks, the five and O Kansas Jayhawks, five and O for the first time in fifth. 
15 entire years. Hold on. Let me back up from the mic because I don't want everybody, I don't want everybody's ears to get blown out. Rock Chuck! Jayhawk, baby. Kansas, 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 Kansas. I am excited because a couple years ago this team was not good. This team, for lack of a better term, they were boo-boo. They were the bottom of the barrel. They were easy pickings. You took a day off if you were playing Kansas. Not no more. If you dare to take a day off against Kansas, they're going to knock you upside the head. And they're going to take your shoes while you laying on the ground. Because that's how they do. And I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. So I want to ask the both of you, where is Kansas going? They got TCU this week. They got college game day this weekend. Where is Kansas going to go? Is this as good as it gets? Or can they get even better? Brandon, I'm going to start with you. How good can Kansas be? They can get better. They can definitely get a lot better. Because if you look at it, they're playing TCU this week. Great matchup. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. And obviously college football going out there to Lawrence, going to enjoy that game. Yeah, college game day for the first time ever going to Lawrence. Yes, and you got they're going to be facing their next few matchups after that are Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Mm -hmm. which will be the test for their season. And then you got Texas Tech, Texas, and Kansas State. They finish with Kansas State. There's some tough matchups in there, but there's some winnable ones, very winnable games. I think they're going to have a test next week with Oklahoma. I think Baylor they can win. And then you got teams like Oklahoma State, who that will be a fun game. If they keep winning and they end up playing Oklahoma State, that could be a top-10 matchup. That yep. could end up being, if Oklahoma State keeps winning, that's a top-10 matchup right there. Yep. And that could be a fun game to watch. And then you got Texas Tech. They could beat them. And the way they're playing, they could beat Texas and Kansas State, I think. So you got some matchups there that they could win out. And if they do, they would definitely make the college football playoffs. This team is on track to win a Big 12 title. What do you think of, what do you think about Kansas Big Willie? Man, I'm not as I'm not as optimistic. You Monty, you want to you want to call me it now before we uh, get too far into Oh, are this? you are you going to hold on. Are are you going to are you going to take a are you going to take a sip of the Haterade? <laughs> I'm gonna are take, you taking a sip of that Haterade? I might I might take a little more than a sip. Um, a chug. Oh, he's going to take a gulp. I'm going <laughs> to throw, throw some realism here. All right, let's just talk about this TCU matchup because you kind of – it felt like you really breezed over that, my friend. I, I did for you a did, little bit. You, I did. You, it felt like – if yeah, I'm just going to call Brandon out here. You did not just like – Men- you just didn't mention TCU. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to because I think that's a tough one. <laughs> that's, I mean, so here's the thing. I think TCU is, fav- TCU is favored in this matchup. They are. By seven points. <laughs> Nothing that Rock Chalk hasn't been up against before. They've been, hey, let, let, me, let me finish this talk here. They've been out of it before. They've been favored. They've been, you know, underdogs by more. And that home crowd energy, that's going to be a factor. You know, Kansas has rarely ever sold out their stadium, and they're doing it this year. I would be surprised if anyone is going to be able to get tickets to any games the rest of the year if you're buying right now. But I think TCU is the better football team between the two of them. So I think it will be a battle. And you guys heard me last week. I was hyping up my boy Jalen Daniels. I just, I don't know about this team all in all. Past that, man, Oklahoma's about to, Oklahoma's about to lose to Texas this week. Like, yeah. <laughs> call it my lock of the week. I don't think Texas is gonna. I don't. I don't think Oklahoma's gonna win this game. 
No. I think they're going to lose three games for the first time in this millennium. I think Oklahoma could do lose, it. They could do something. They're going to lose three games in a row for the first time in this millennium after this weekend because they are Yikes. nosediving. And it's a hard Yikes. nosedive. Like I said, it's a hard nosedive to crack. Brent Venables, I'm, I was bought into him a while ago, but I, I'm, I'm feeling less and less good about that every week because it looked like last week there were players quitting on him. The defense, which is his brand, is gone. Falling apart. It, it, it looks like it's being held together by duct tape and cardboard. No, more like scotch tape and Elmer's glue. Yeah, that might be. Elmer's glue, that's a good brand of glue. That's a good brand. Of, <laughs> that, they're not that, paying me to. I don't have an NAIL deal. That fifth grade glue. They're, paying me to say, they're not paying me to say this, but <laughs> uh, that might be a little high grade for what Oklahoma's defense looks like. Baylor, man, that's a tough game. I think, I, I think Kansas could get out of that. Oklahoma State, that's going to be, if they get there undefeated, oh boy, that's going to be a good game. But if not, that's going to be a really tough challenge either way for both teams. I would like to also add that I looked at all the ESPN, their ratings for who has the best chance of winning. They actually have Baylor as the highest win margin out of all of those. Part of that's because of who's on the road, though. Like yes. Kansas has so – the remaining road games for Kansas are Oklahoma, who, man, there are external factors at work there that might just – I think Oklahoma has more talent on their roster, but let's just be real here for a second – there are external factors that are just working yeah. against Oklahoma. Brent Venables might be run out of town on the Boomer sooner before the end of this season. Shame. Um, that Baylor game is on the road. Then they come to Oklahoma State. That's at home. They go to on the road to Texas Tech, which I think is the most lock win of the rest of the year. And after traveling to Kansas State, like in the, the Kansas State game is basically going to be neutral field. Let's be honest. You know, Manhattan, Kansas, and Lawrence, Kansas – not too far apart nope not at all and let me just say since i got the last word before i take us to break let me just say will go ahead and chug more of that haterade my brother go ahead and chug more of that haterade he calls it realism i call it haterade that's what i call it i think kansas is on track to win the big 12 title and i think I think they I think they can do it. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. College football in a conference like the Big 12, it's not supposed to be easy, but I think Kansas is in a good spot to do it. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, the boys did a blind reaction with me. I'm going to do a blind reaction with the boys. When we come back, I am going to I'm going to list off the top 5 Las Vegas odds to win the Heisman Trophy because it's that time. We're getting close, gentlemen. We're getting close to when we find out who is the young man that is going to raise the Heisman Trophy as the best college football playoff or the best college football player in the country. We're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about the G League versus college versus playing overseas. What is the best route for young basketball players to take? We all take a side, and we're going to let you know when we come back right here on KL. On KLJX LP Flagstaff, this is the tailgate. We will be right back with you in just a moment. And welcome back, everybody, to the tailgate here on KLJX LP Flagstaff. I am Monty Gant, just in case you forgot who I was. I'm joined by Brandon Hurley and Will the Thrill Hopkins. You like how I gave him that nickname? Will the Thrill Hopkins, Big Willie style. Oh, God. Our guest. Our guest. Hey, the album went platinum. Shout out Will Smith. Our Will, Will Hopkins, our awesome guest who's no, joining us Smith. for that, the. Big our, man. 
our awesome our awesome guest Will Hopkins joining us for the second straight week. Gentlemen, we are going to do something that was just as special as the last one. I'm not expecting any of you guys to shoot your shot at these gentlemen. Um Unless you would like to. I'm coming for you, Adrian Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> but earlier on, as you if you if you didn't join us, if you're just joining us now, earlier on, Will and Brandon did something a little fun. They listed six athletes who are uh, college and they had a couple high school athletes on there who were listed as top projected NIL earners, NIL name, image, and likeness earners. And I blindly reacted to them. So we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to do we're going to do it with Heisman odds. We're going to do it with Heisman candidates and their odds because it's about that time. It's that time where somebody is going to be lifting that trophy and declaring themselves the best player in all of college football. Gentlemen, are you ready? I was born ready. Bo Nix, here we come. <laughs> Bo Nix. <laughs> I'm going to go from five to one. So the player with the fifth best odds to win the Heisman Trophy is Stetson Bennett, senior what, what? quarterback Wait, from what? Georgia. <laughs> I, know, I know this was going to be the reaction, but <laughs> the senior quarterback from Georgia, Stetson Bennett, is projected Y'all tell to me have... you can't get five players. I'm sorry. You, you're telling yeah. me you can't get five better players than Stetson Bennett in college not according, football. Not according to Las Vegas. Stetson Bennett, of course, the senior quarterback from Georgia – let me tell you where he's sitting at. He's sitting at 1,536 yards, passing yards, which is 11th in the country, and his touchdown-to-interception ratio, which is, you guys are going to laugh at this, 5-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. His hod- his odds are plus 1,600. Will, you, you audibly laugh first, so yeah. what do you think about Stetson Bennett being a Heisman candidate at all, let alone having the fifth best odds. He might have the fifth. He might not have the fifth best odds on Georgia. Like on team. <laughs> Man, I might give it to the kicker before I give it to Stetson Bennett. What's their putter's name? Is he on there? I, I no. The, no. Wow. Man, I don't. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Man, look, Stetson Bennett. He has the stats. But let's be real about why he has those stats. Like, those are impressive numbers. They're good numbers. Let's be real about why he has them. He's playing for the best roster, the most talent in college football, top five coach in college football. Everyone can do it when everything is going right around them. Mm-hmm. Every single person. Like, if I was a teacher and I just had to go in every day and, like, all my kids wanted to learn, all my administration was, like, watching over me and had, like, all of this crystal clear, prepared. If I were a fi- if I'm not a finance major, I don't understand money. That's my dad's side of the family. But if I were to be like a chief financial consultant for a big Wall Street company, and everyone wanted my company to succeed, everybody in the company was doing their job right, I could literally just sit back, put my feet up on my desk, and be like, you know, put some sunglasses on, fall asleep at the desk. My boss comes by and goes. How how those numbers looking? Well, I just be like, we good, and then go right back to bed. Like that's what Stetson Bennett is doing at Georgia. Everything oh, is. is right around Stetson Bennett. Yes. And come college football playoff time, that's like everyone's gonna be attacking Bennett. Everyone's watch. Everyone watched the Missouri game last week where the man yeah. struggled for three and a half quarters. I do not understand that. 
Brandon, how are you feeling about Mr. Bennett having the fifth best Heisman odds, according to Las Vegas? I mean, Will hit it right on the head. I don't think it's right at all. I, I mean, we all saw last week struggled, like Will said, <laughs> and he did not play well at all. And I know I can name you five quarterbacks easily. Five quarterbacks, not five players, five but quarterbacks. Five quarterbacks who have should have higher odds than Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, he's, I just, I don't get it. Because he's kind of carried by this Georgia team. Like, they just had last year the number one overall pick. They have an insane roster. And yet, Stetson Bennett is the one that gets the recognition. First off, on your list, there could be others. I'm sorry, Adrian Martinez. You were robbed if you're not in this top yes. five. <laughs> everyone knows that I think Adrian Martinez is overhyped. But if he's below Stetson Bennett, my God. He, hey, at least Stetson Bennett is higher than Bo Nix, but that, that's, that's going to be later. Um, are you ready for number four? Mm-hmm. Sure. Number four is Hendon Hooker, the senior oh. quarterback out of Tennessee. He's got 1,193 yards. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is eight touchdowns to zero interceptions, and he is at a plus 1,400, plus 1,400 odds. What are we thinking about Hendon Hooker? I think that's very good. Deserved. Ac- yeah. Accurate? That, yeah. that, I feel that's fair. I mean, he's playing for – he doesn't have everything handed to him. And, like, yeah. you know, what I've watched of him, he got in a shootout. If, if someone put up 33 points on Stetson Bennett, I'd worry about that young man. Yeah. But he put up 38 against Florida. They're undefeated for a reason. If you watch the Pitt game, he performed admirably. Oh, yeah. They were down 14 nothing. I think they were down two scores at one point. Right. And – yeah. Guy didn't look discouraged at all. He led his team right back out there, and that's something that matters. So, yeah. How about you, Brandon? I I think I've I saw him like I've said I'm a big SEC fan, so I watch a lot of SEC football. I'm a big Florida Gators fan, and I actually watched the Florida first Tennessee game, and man, I kept getting annoyed. I was like, he just won't stop. He keeps coming, he keeps going, and he's a great quarterback that knows how to throw the ball. He has a very strong arm, and he's very mobile. And he's very underrated in college football this year. I feel like no one's talking about him as much as he should, but he's getting recognition in betting odds. But I think that he is a very good quarterback. Even as a senior, he should get more recognition as he's leading a very good Tennessee team. So we're all hookers in here is what I'm hearing. We're all hookers. I love love that. Number three. (laughs) I'm buying hooker. I'm buying hooker. Number three is Bryce Young, the junior quarterback out of Alabama. Great. He's sitting at 1,202 passing yards so far. That's 49th in the country, 49th best. But his touchdown-to-interception ratio is 14-3. to He is sitting at plus 900 odds. Will, how are you feeling about Bryce Young? I'd like to know where those odds sat before the Arkansas game. Yeah. Because we're now on a situation where we don't know if he's going to play this week. You know, we're less than 24 hours away from their game against Texas A&M, I want to say. Maybe just over 24 hours. And... We don't know whether or not this guy is going to step out on the field tomorrow. And for context, these odds are coming from VegasInsider.com, mm-hmm. and these odds were updated as of four days ago. Okay. So That's valid. I mean, like, it's not going to change. He's, he's, still, he's still got the third. Didn't mean to cut you off, but he's still yeah. got the third best odds well, but he got, even after. He got injured Arkansas in the game. Arkansas game, so that's about where I think. And I think that number just drops if he doesn't play tomorrow. And, frankly, I don't expect him to play tomorrow. This Alabama team's he'll probably be available, but I don't expect him to play. Jalen Milrow last week looked great for them as the backup quarterback who got subbed in. Had a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a lull there in the beginning of the third quarter. But 
I think the kid looks great. And I think this team's going to beat Texas A&M with their eyes closed. I think Bryce Young deserves to be higher. But I also understand because of an injury that we can't really predict. If you out there think that Stetson Bennett is going to win, I is going to win the Heisman, I think that like it really comes down to if he plays tomorrow or if, if he doesn't. Yeah, Brandon, he, how yeah, you I think he play every game. Yeah. Brandon, how are you feeling about Bryce Young I having think, the uh, third best Heisman odds? It depends on who's ahead of him, but I think it's very good. I think that he is going to probably be the first quarterback off the board in the NFL draft. I think he is by far one of the best talents in the NFL, and he's definitely one of those quarterbacks that you look at and he just knows how to play. He really knows how to play, and – it's going to be interesting because, like you said, Arkansas game and then injury, and now he's in a situation where he might not play this week. So that definitely hurts betting odds. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think that being, him being third makes sense. It definitely makes sense for where he is in the season and what's happening. Number two is Caleb Williams, the sophomore quarterback at a USC. He's sitting at. 1,402 yards, which is 23rd best in the country. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is 12 to 1, and he is sitting at plus 400. Those are his odds to win the Heisman Trophy. Will, how are you feeling about Caleb Williams? I would, uh, I would, I'm bought into that. That's a val- that's a valid place. I feel like I could put him behind Bryce Young even with the injury, but I feel like second is a fair spot for him. He's revived one of the biggest brands in college football and if he leads them to a playoff after in a year where they after they had a losing record last year I want to say they had three wins last year four wins I could understand and I think that's a very fair place to put Caleb Williams I I frankly was a little annoyed that he didn't get more Heisman love last year yeah how about you Brandon um I think that definitely based off of where uh, I said of Bryce Young I said it all depends on who's ahead of him I think Caleb Williams should be ahead of him I think what he's done with that USC program is amazing. And he's, I mean, USC for years has had good wide receivers. They had Michael Pittman Jr. They had uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And they just had Jake London last year who went in the draft. And you finally get yourself a quarterback. Sorry for them. They didn't have the true starting quarterback for a while. And now Kayla Williams is there lighting it up. And I think that Kayla Williams deserves, like, well, Will said he's reviving a for one of the biggest programs in college football, and he's doing a great job this year. And I think he deserves all the betting odds and love that he's getting this year. Number one, as much as this pains me to say, <gasps> Bonex. <laughs> no, this is this is somehow even worse. C.J. Strode from Stroud Stroud. It doesn't Stroud. matter. Stroud. It it really doesn't matter because I'm a Michigan fan. So his how his name is pronounced doesn't matter to me but the junior quarterback from Ohio State Ohio State the junior quarterback from that school over there in Ohio uh, he's sitting at 1,376 passing yards which is 26 in the nation his touchdown to interception ratio is insane he's sitting at 18 touchdowns to only two picks this season he has the best odds as a plus 150 favorite will is this justified for cj stroud to be the favorite to win the heisman at this point in the season i would not put him at number one i feel like i feel like caleb belongs above him i might even again i might be able to put bright i i would probably put bryce above him at this point look here's the deal for me i 
want to reserve the right to change that opinion on Sunday, October 30th, <laughs> after they go and how, see how they play against Penn State. I'm, I'm frankly not bought into Ohio State as much as everyone else is. I think Ryan Day always does a great job of beating the teams that they should beat. It's a matter of, does he beat the teams that will put up a fight? You know, like Penn mm-hmm. State, like Michigan at the end of the year. Right. But if they go in and they do what do to Penn State what they've been doing to everyone else, that game being on the 29th of October, then I will understand it. Especially if CJ is, actually only if CJ is the reason to lead that team, you know? Like if it's a shootout, if they win 56 to 49 or something like that, then I will fully, then, then and only then will I give CJ that number one spot. But I feel like based on where we are in the year, everyone's just kind of predicting that they're going to win against Penn State and they're going to win against Ohio State. Perfect. Uh, Brandon, how are you feeling about CJ Stroud being the favorite to win the Heisman? I think that CJ Stroud is. Definitely, in my opinion, I think he should be the favorite. I think that C.J. Stroud this season at Ohio State is doing a great job, really just leading this team to a great season so far. I think C.J. Stroud, yes, people may say he has a bunch of weapons and he might have all the talent in the world to do something that is, like, he just has tons of talent and he may have all the talent and wide receivers and stuff like that, but he's a great quarterback and I love Bryce Young. I love Caleb Williams. But I think C.J. Stroud has all the talent in the world. He throws a great spiral. He's a great quarterback. He knows what he's doing. I think he is the best quarterback in college football besides Bryce Young. And Bryce Young, just off Heisman bang odds, Bryce Young has already won it. And he's hurt right now, so he's already down one game, and he's missed essentially a half of football over last week. So I just think that, it should be C.J. Stroud as the leader, and I think he is going to probably win it because I think he can do really well the rest of the season. If he loses that game against Penn State and Michigan, if he loses those two games, will he win it? Nope. No. Yeah, I, I, think, I, just want, I just want Brandon to – But like, it, it depends on the number. If he's throwing like – If they it, lose 49-52 to against Penn State and 35-45 to against Michigan – like if he if I'm saying if he throws like five touchdowns and like no interceptions in both those games, yes, I think okay. he still wins it because I think Heisman's more off numbers than team mm-hmm. talent. Which sure, is, but which is true. That's valid. I just think that this team, we thought they played someone real in Notre Dame at the beginning of the year, and yeah. now that's a team that's not even getting votes. Yeah, but it's it's just C.J. Stroud. Just he's done a great job. Like, and that's not discredit to him. I mean, he's still throwing against... It's Notre Dame. It's still a good, decent program. So right. it's like, he's doing a great job. I think C.J. Stroud is definitely going to continue what he's been doing all year. I think he definitely should win the Heisman. Even if he loses those games, if he, if he puts up numbers, I think he should still win it. Those were the top five Heisman odds, but before we go any further, Bo Nix, you have not <laughs> escaped... My wrath, young man, you have not escaped this barbecue, this roast session. You haven't escaped it because when I was looking through these odds, it caught my attention that Mr. Nix has the 15th, the 15th best odds to win the Heisman Trophy. He's sitting at plus 5,000. He's got the 15th best odds. And let me tell you something. If you bet money any sort of American dollar. If you <laughs> if you bet an American dollar, 
If you bet a peso, if you bet yen, if you bet a euro, if you bet pounds, if you bet a Canadian dollar. What about um, that lint that I found in my belly button? If you bet anything, (laughs) if you go to anyone and say, I bet you that Bo Nix is winning the Heisman. I guarantee you, by the time the Heisman ceremony comes, by the time the finalists are announced, you will have a black van sitting outside your house, <laughs> occupied <laughs> occupied by four bald white men who are wearing suits, who are from a European country and speak very little English, and they will be knocking on your door. So please, 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 For the love of everything that is right and good in this world, do not bet money on Bo Nix winning the Heisman Trophy. That is all I'm going to say about Mr. Nix. That is my weekly roast session. Because like I said, Bo Nix, you are never going to escape this barbecue until you start playing good, Mr. Nix. But I digress. I digress. We're going to take one last break before we wrap up the show. And when we come back, we're going to have our second edition of the tailgates edition of sports equals life that is the segment where we equate a sports a sporting event or a phenomenon happening happening in sports to something that is in our real life because sports equals life and we're also going to briefly talk about the coaching changes that have been going on in college football a lot of coaches have been on the hot seat a lot of coaches have been on the hot seat a lot of coaches have been dismissed and a lot of jobs are available for the taking but before we go real quick i want to thank will hopkins for joining us on our second straight edition of the tailgate will we love having you on the show and you know that you are welcome all the time anytime you decide to come because you an og you are a kjack sports og so if you feel like coming back on let us know and we're gonna have you on will thanks for being on once again appreciate you thank you for having me guys uh yeah i think this is this is a lot of fun to be here, and you know, I love the energy you guys both bring. So, and like I said, like I said, Will, I'll keep drinking it. Keep <laughs> drinking the Haterade. I'm, if I'm, I can, who won our uh, who won our little Adrian Martinez bet? And with that, Ooh. we're going to break. <laughs> with that, we are out of here. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you next time you come on, Will. <laughs> it happened again. I'm still a rookie. Still a rookie, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tailgate live here on KLJXLP Flagstaff. And this is Sports Equals Life. This is the segment of the show where we like to equate something that is happening in the world of sports of college sports to something that is happening in our everyday lives. Because at the end of the day, sports equals life. Life equals sports. Sports equals life. You heard the phrase life imitates art and art imitates life. Well, sports imitates life and life imitates sports. And last week I took the reins, but this week I'm going to hand the reins for sports equals life over to my my co my wonderful co-host, Brandon Hurley. Brandon, this week, how does sports equal life? Oh, I like to start it off with Monty. What's your degree? I'm a journalism major with a minor in theater. Okay. See, I am a business major. I'm actually a business management major. I'm one of the few that's actually in this program. Very interesting. And I feel that when you have certain majors, 
they kind of equate to certain things in life. Like, you go into college thinking, oh, I'm going to pick this one major. I'm going to pick business because I want to do business. You pick journalism because you want to be into journalism. You want to be into broadcasting and stuff like that. Well, in today's world, high school athletes have a similar circumstance with picking a college to going in for especially basketball players, picking what route they want to take to go professional. Right. They have overseas. You can do the college route. And you can even go to now to the G League Ignite team and do that route. And I think this is something that is a very con- not as talked about thing nowadays because I think college NIL kind of has something to do with the fact that basketball players now can go overseas and get paid. They can go to the G League and get paid. And they can even go to that overtime program. If you don't know what overtime is, or a social media program, they can go there and get paid. So now college is like, ooh, we may actually have to start paying these players. But I think that for a high school athlete, when you're picking, like in real life, when you're picking a degree, it's kind of like, oh, if I'm going to go the normal route, let's say most high school athletes, they choose college. It's like, say, I'm picking a business degree or a communications degree. Something very common, a, a lot safer choice, and something that you know you can definitely find something afterwards, and you can get a nice career, and you can make good money right out of college. Something nice like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the overseas route. Now, the overseas route... I think that's a little bit more exotic. That's something that you wouldn't see on a normal basis. Like something, a degree is like, oh, this is not the most common thing you would see. Like, say, an art degree or an anthropology degree. Mm. Something like that. Something you wouldn't choose and like go, oh, I'm going to do this right when I get to college. Something you like, oh, this is something interesting. And then you have the G League, which is something for... If you're in high school, you're in the United States, it's something you're like, oh, I can make money. If I'm good enough, I can make money right out of high school and probably still make it to the NBA now that you see a lot of guys doing that route. And that is more of an interesting choice because you can do a lot with that as you can do maybe because you're getting paid right away. It's like an engineering degree or maybe even a nursing degree. You come right out of college. Uh, or you come right out of college and you get these degrees and you're going to instantly find a job. They're always looking for engineers. They're always looking for nurses. Even doctors and lawyers, you will find something that's good right out of college. And once you're finished with all the schooling, obviously, for doctors and lawyers. But it's something you're going to make good money on. And it's the same thing with the G League route. You're going to get a lot of money. You're going to get paid a good amount. To These guys are making over $100,000 right out of high school to play professional basketball. And they like you got the Shannon Sharp or Sterling Sharp. Yes, I believe I believe that was his name. Yes, and you got uh, did he go G League? I think he went G League. I believe so. Yeah, he went G League, and you got Scoot Henderson right now, who's going to be the second overall pick, most likely behind Victor Webanyama, in next year's NBA draft. And there's just guys like that. You you go G League, and you're gonna get paid. And then you got the overseas Lara. Like you got examples of LaMelo Ball. You got examples of uh, RJ Hampton, who all went to the NBL. And they end up coming over and they give, and they come back and they become better. And they end up being great NBA players. Similar to like an anthropology degree. You're going to go, you're going to do something with that degree 
that's going to be right into that field. You're already doing something in that field. You can take that degree and use it to be right into that field that you're going to be studying in mm -hmm. like an art degree. And then you got college. Going right to the college route for these basketball players is the safest choice because you're already in the eyes of most NBA scouts. They're right on your doorstep for most of them. And you're going to be like a business major or a comm major because most businesses in today's world, like mostly all of them, even hospitals, like even museums, like for anthropology stuff, they're all looking for people with business knowledge to help make these places money. And that's why I think it's the most common thing. It's the safest choice. And that is my real-life example. Wonderful. Wonderful, Brandon. Wonderful. That was the second edition of Sports Equals Life. Because remember, sports is like life, and life is like sports. They're like peanut butter and jelly. They belong together. They're like milk and cookies. They belong together. They're like Christmas and snow. They are synonymous with one another. That was actually really, really, really good because <laughs> it's true. It is. It's true. I mean, you look at you look at how the how overseas is kind of how going overseas and going straight to the G League has changed the perception of the pathway to get to the NBA. Victor Wambayama, who is the projected number one pick, is going to be playing the rest of this season and up until next July for the draft, he's going to be playing in France. He's going to be playing in a league in France and he's going to, he's the undisputed number one pick scoot Henderson, who is going to be drafted more than likely second is going to the G league. So you look at, you look at how that route has changed. I mean, you look at Brandon Jennings back in 2008, decommitted from Arizona and decided to go play in China for a year. A lot of people thought that was weird. A lot of people thought it was weird. So to see the evolution of the pathway to get to the NBA change, it's great. And I'm glad to see that the NBA has used the G League as a way to kind of promote a alternative pathway to get to the to get to the best league in basketball as opposed to using it to just strictly be a developmental league because the G League is also allowing top Jalen Jalen Green was getting paid five hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars and had the option to get his schooling paid for if he wanted to and he got a chance to just work out for a year and develop his skills until the NBA draft ended up being the second overall pick but Brandon wonderful wonderful example and while we got a few more minutes before we bid everyone adieu and go off the air tonight, there's been a phenomenon happening in college football. Coaches are getting fired. Scott Frost has gotten fired. Herm Edwards has gotten fired. The Colorado coach just got fired last week. Herm Edwards got fired on the field. Yes, he I, got fired in the end zone. Which that is... literally, after a game that they lost, he got fired on the opposite end zone, which was complete news to me. So there are currently five head coaching vacancies open. Colorado, ASU, Nebraska. Um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin and uh, Georgia, Tech. Georgia Tech. Those are the five schools who have head coaching spots open. And Brandon, I kind of want to throw this to you because – you really were pushing for this to be talked about on the show, and I want you to educate me. Why do you feel college colleges are getting less patient with 
football coaches because you really don't see this with basketball coaches. You see this with football coaches. Why have in the past few years colleges have seemed to have a short fuse on patience when it comes to football coaches? It's because that nowadays when you're in a school like Wisconsin, like ASU, you're getting a lot of money put into these teams. They, they want results. They want to see it now and they want to see it very fast. So if you make mistakes, you're gone. You're, you're history. You're not going to be coming back. And for like guys like Colorado and I believe his name was Carl Doral, he ended up getting fired because he just wasn't performing. And they, he was only there for two years, I believe, at most. And they fired him just like that. Kind of tossed him aside, said, yep, we're done. And we're not even going to just, we're just going to get rid of you and we're going to finish out the season. And these are mid-season firings. Like, these aren't like off-season, oh, we're going to wait till the off-season. These are mid-season, which is kind of crazy to think because this is a newer phenomenon because it even happened last year. And it's just like you're not expecting these to happen as often as they should because you would think that these colleges would do more research, but when they see the results on the field, they're not happy. Right. And I think that some of these vacancies are very interesting. I like to bring that up because Wisconsin, known for producing great running backs and great linemen, They've done really well on those fronts this year. It's been the quarterbacks. It's been the defense. It just hasn't come through for these teams. And that's why you see Paul Crystal fired. And then you have Georgia Tech, who's just not good. They, they have not been good. <laughs> <laughs> they used to actually be really good. They used to be a very good team. And now their 1-3 start this year is not helping any sort of situation for Joff Collins. And then Herb Edwards, I mean, that was sad herm edwards happened that happened that that was on the field the president and the the i believe it was the athletic director uh, athletic director i uh, i was blanking i was trying to say something (laughs) else the athletic director both were on the field and just went to the end zone and said yeah you're done we're firing you right now man and it's just like that's something you don't you you would think they would wait just like oh tomorrow we'll tell them nope that day, come right down from the press box, walk all the way through the tunnel. All the way down. All the way down. Doesn't even get a chance to talk to his team, talk to the media. He's done. You're gone. See you. And we're going to talk to you for a bit and now send you on your way. And then to begin the year, Scott Frost, that was one of those firings that everyone was expecting after just... It's. It yeah, was. I felt, I felt like that, Scott Frost's was, firing was a matter of not if but when. Yes, and it happened, and I think that they needed to move on, mm-hmm. and that was a big moment for them. My most, the thing I want to add as well is I think the most interesting vacancy is probably Colorado, that Wisconsin, because Colorado has a appeal of being a great. Destinations, a great city where the Colorado University of Colorado is. It's a great place to play. They don't have a great system for bringing in transfers. They don't. And that is something that deters them. So they really need to be good at scouting. And they have not been able to recruit guys to come to this school. So maybe if they get a new head coach who's better at recruiting, they might be able to do well. Right. And I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the final thought. Out of all of out of all five of those head coaching vacancies they're all power five programs out of all of those vacancies which one do you think gets filled first i think that asu 
maybe ASU or probably Wisconsin. Maybe even Nebraska. But I think ASU or Wisconsin are definitely the front runners because I think those are the two most desirable. Yeah, I feel like as soon as the season is over, ASU will make a move to hire somebody immediately because I've always felt that ASU has had that hire now mentality because mm-hmm. even Herm Edwards, when he got hired, it felt like a very rushed process and it felt like they wanted to they wanted to hire him immediately because they felt he was going to provide wins now and the good lord knows he did not (laughs) provide wins now (laughs) but oh brandon it's always a pleasure this was our second show i feel like this was a lot better than the first yeah we had some technical difficulties first one but this one was more very smooth this one this one was very smooth again great conversation great conversation can you tell can you tell that we've gotten a little bit used to what we're doing now can you tell we're a little bit we're used to sitting in this seat as the hosts of the tailgate next week tune in same time same place same time about five o'clock same channel on kljxlp flagstaff i am monty gant this is brandon hurley we are going to bid you adieu and tune in next week to the tailgate. So we would like to tell you goodbye and good night. We'll see you all next week.